Chance is fair. Chance equal our Chance do or death. We should win. They be by the cold. Faith in the honor hell high. We should lose. Stand by the road. Cheers when it's go by. Day by day. We get better and back i'm matt i'm jimmy and we are two average guys oh deep breath everybody yeah we got the first game out of the way um and I, by out of the way i don't mean that in a terrible way of course but um we, we really we got want a lot to, to talk about we do have a lot to talk about and um i'll tell you what I, first of all i just want to say that I, I do feel like we had a lot of improvement yesterday um when you look at how we started the season last year against a non-big ten opponent um, yeah. and what we did yesterday, again, just a lot of improvement. Um, but first of all, I'll let you actually go in and start off. We're going to talk about what happened in the Big Ten yesterday. Um, then we'll go talk about Husker football, what we saw in the game. And then we'll go and talk about next week against Wisconsin and what our, what our thoughts are against playing Wisconsin, uh, what we expect to see. So let's go ahead and talk about Big Ten, Jimmy. Go ahead and start we'll, we'll wait to talk about the Friday night game since Wisconsin's our next opponent. Um, so Purdue over Iowa, uh, kind of a bit of a shocker, I would say. Um, I, I think more so because Rondo, Rondell Moore, Rondell Moore got ruled out. Um, they didn't really say why, but, um, yeah, I was, I was surprised. I, I didn't watch much of the game. Um, I know Iowa, new quarterback, it's always kind of tough, especially yeah. in a weird off season and stuff like that. But I think Purdue might be a little bit better than people expected, and Iowa, Iowa might not be as good as people were expecting. Yeah, and I put on there Bell the ball um, because Bell was really the big difference in that game for Purdue. Um, their quarterback is, is okay, uh, not flashy, nothing crazy, uh, but he kept getting the ball to Bell and feeding him, and that was the big well, difference and if they in the game. they got Bell and more, that could be a, a problem. Yeah, <laughs> Especially absolutely. with uh, absolutely. the way our DBs looked yesterday. Absolutely, and I, I think if – Moore is playing next week. They didn't say why he was out. They didn't say they if it was COVID said he related. He's going to be playing next week. Yeah. So it, I, don't, I don't know. You know, he's the guy who opted out. Um, they said due to COVID, but uh, and then he opts back in once Big Ten again. I don't know. Not the, the decision making skills with multiple players that did that, but so he'll be in probably next week. Uh, I'm guessing Rondell Moore will be in playing next week, but again, not not too much info on why he wasn't playing yesterday. Um, I'm looking to wait a minute on that one. Uh, Northwestern forty three to three over Maryland. Um, Northwestern was a really bad football team last year, so I was a little bit surprised they won as big as they did. But Maryland obviously not very good. Yeah, and I think people expected Maryland to be a little better, a little bit better. Because well, um, they got to his brother transfer from Al- from Alabama. That, but they've also had some <clears throat> decent wins the last couple of years. So I don't think, and they kind of started making in strides and improvements um, in recruiting. In, in recruiting, they as well. have. Uh, but I can't remember to his brother's name, but he threw three picks in the game, uh, had a really poor showing. Um, I think his passer rating was like 50. Uh, did not have a good game, but... Um, and obviously new quarterback, but Maryland was probably the worst team. Well, they were probably the worst team I thought that we played last year. Okay. Maybe, maybe Northwestern, but um, obviously not very good. Um, Indiana gets a OT win over Penn State. That was a shocker. Probably the, one of the bigger ones of the day. Um, Penn State was preseason. I mean, they're number eight. Yeah, uh, coming into this and game, and then Indiana was only like a seven point favorite, which I or a seven point dog, which I was kind of curious about. People were talking about it, and obviously showed why. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. You know, we're not the experts, of course, but. Um, Penn State, Clifford had a decent year last year. I think expected him to be pretty decent this year. Well, and their starting stud running back is out for the season. Yes, that doesn't help me either. But um, but really, that game, Indiana was 
overall not that impressive. Um, a couple turnovers by Penn State, which really hurt them. Um, the end of the end of regulation really killed them when they scored the touchdown. Um, to, time on the clock. Yep, it left a lot of time on the clock, which allowed Indiana to come back down um, and tie that game and, and take it into overtime. And then um, Co- controversial call. Yeah, and Tom Allen, of course, Tom Allen's not going to waste any time. He's like, screw it, we're playing the number eight team in the country. Let's go for two and try to win this thing. Yep. Um, you can call it one way or the other, um, whether that ball was in or not. I mean, it barely touched the pylon. What I found was interesting is every other game I watched yesterday, there's a pylon cam. Does Indiana not have a pylon cam? I mean, there's there's a camera like everywhere on the field, and now they have one on the pylon to see those guys when they're coming to the corner. Right. But for some reason, I think a pylon cam may have shown a good video, maybe even the tip of the ball, but... I mean, there's a lot of angles. It looked like he had it. With, with the video, I don't think he was in personally, but with the video you had, you could not overturn it. Yeah. I thought the ball. I thought the ball hit before the tip was potentially on the line, but again, you can't see a line, a straight shot down the line that tells you otherwise. So um, they may call it a touchdown. It stayed a touchdown. If they didn't call it a touchdown, I don't think it would have stayed right. a touchdown. I think uh, Penn State would have come away with the win. But again, Indiana, I, people were impressed. Penix wasn't really that good uh, throwing the ball. He didn't have a lot of pass yards. On the final drive of the game when they tied it, that's where his receivers really helped him out. He made some tough throws um, to his receivers with guys in his face, and the receivers made some outstanding catches. And that, that to me, was a bigger difference in the game is that last drive than anything else. Cause, but Penn State, I mean, they just they were not impressive. Yeah, they might not be as good as, as people had expected them to be. Um, and they dropped 10 spots in the AP pool. They only dropped ten spots. Yeah, dropped eighteen. Whatever. It'll it'll always play itself out like it always does. Um, <clears throat> Rutgers over Michigan State. So so we just talked about this a little bit ago. Um, Noah Vigil, obviously, former Nebraska quarter backup quarterback. Yeah, the quarterback for Rutgers gets his first W. He was eighteen to twenty nine for what hundred hundred seventy nine yards. I'm not entirely sure what it was. Yeah, I wrote it down there. But, uh, a touchdown he, in yeah. the Yeah, he had a rushing touchdown, too. Rushing touchdown. Um, that wasn't really the story in that game, though. The story of the game was Michigan State. Um, Michigan State had seven turnovers, five fumbles that they lost, and then two picks. Um, pretty bad. They had – the only thing they didn't beat Rutgers in was rush yards. Every other stat in the game, they beat them in. They – on paper, if you look at that and without seeing the score, you're going to think, all right, Michigan State won if you take the turnovers away. Or even a couple of the turnovers away, but you lose five fumbles and then throw two interceptions. It's hard to win a game, and I think they did a lot of that in their zone too um, and, and on their side of the 50. So that doesn't help them at all. Um, again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not upset about that at all. Like, congratulations to Rutgers. But, oh, yeah. again, a lot of people are like, oh, Rutgers are back. But Michigan State really just blew that game. Mm-hmm. And I Rutgers mean, not back. They've never been they, there. But um, I, I, I think they're going to still cha- uh, have a lot of challenges this year. And uh, that may be their only win on the year because <laughs> I just I don't think they were right. impressive otherwise. Right. I'm not um, sure who Michigan State playing. shot themselves in the foot. I'm so. not sure who Rutgers plays in the crossovers, but I know we don't play them. Um, Michigan over – Minnesota big. Jordan Brown just said he's glad I rode the boat lost. Um, Me too. Here's here's what I saw in that game. Here's what I saw in that game. For one, I'm glad Minnesota lost too. I was was hoping they lose. They got smoked. Although I don't like Michigan. But Michigan has a quarterback. That Milton, he's good. He's a good quarterback. He's a big, solid kid too. Um, He can run the ball. He can throw the ball. He's sturdy. He's hard to take down. Um, And that's – that's what I saw in that game was really that was the big difference was their their ability to pass the ball effectively to win a game. Well, in Minnesota coming off a season like they did last year where they had 10, 11 wins, whatever it was, yep. um, there was a lot of hype around them, and they, they were feeling pretty good about themselves. Yep. And they had their starting quarterback back. Rashad Bateman opted back in. Yep. Ibrahim uh, in the backfield. Yeah. Um, so what kind of like to see him get knocked off their high horse a little bit? On what I saw, PJ. Yeah, you don't. You never mind them getting knocked off their high horse. What I did see though, what the difference between Minnesota this year and Minnesota last year was their strength on their offense, defensive lines. They lost they some were guys. Big last year. The right side of their offensive line is depleted. Uh, they worked injuries. us. They worked us on. Their offense oh, yeah. on our defense last year. Oh, yeah, they destroyed they, us. They took, oh, and yeah. their, de- their defense destroyed our offensive line, too. Um, I think it might be a little bit different this year. Just from what I saw yesterday, I do see a big difference in what we're probably going to see this next this next game against Minnesota for us. Um, 
But again, injured injured players and guys out on the right side of the line. Um, their defensive line was not getting the push on Michigan. Uh, 49-24, I think was the final score there. So is Michigan back? No. It's hard to say. I think Michigan, if they if they can continue to play this way and continue to improve week to week, I think Michigan could actually be a team to talk about um, in the East. But again, Ohio State, you can't go over that hump. Ohio State, we'll talk about them in a little bit, but Ohio State's a top three team. I mean, there's no doubt about it. All right, so now, do you want to talk Wisconsin, Illinois, or you want to wait? Nope. Was that all the games we covered them? That's all of them. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the Huskers. So, um, so for the Huskers, the way I kind of wanted to talk about it, it was the good, the bad, the ugly. But I want to talk about the ugly first. Let's talk. The um, there's some obvious things we'll discuss, but uh, there's other things that we'll talk about that has been talked about that you'll see on social media and all, all around from the national writers to Joel Klatt talking about it. So we'll, we'll try to hit as much as we can here. Uh, feel free to ask questions as we go. Um, so first of all, 52-17. Yeah, 52-17. The score, yes, was not good. But we talked about it. The, the score is maybe not indicative of how we play. It's not. To um, me, it was not. The reality is they beat us by 35 points. Yeah. But if you take, if you peel the layers back a little bit, but let's get to the Yeah, ugly. let's look at some of the ugly layers. So we only threw 20 passes in the game, which generally I'm not going to frown upon as long as we have like 40, 50 run plays with our running backs. But that wasn't the case. So we had 20 passes for 160 yards. Luke was 4 or 5. Uh, Martinez was like 12 or 15. Um, which, nothing, which, which isn't bad. No, that's not bad. We had zero touchdowns, though. Yeah, um, zero passing touchdowns. And then who did we throw to? We threw to three tight ends. Two running backs, two wide receivers, um, or three wide receivers, and a quarterback. And a quarterback. <clears throat> so you're looking at who we're distributing the ball to, and we're not distributing the ball to the guys we thought we'd be stri- distributing to. I mean, obviously, Wandell's going to get his touches because that's his position. Wandell's I mean, the man. He's, he's a stud. <laughs> he's um, awesome. They, they bottled him up pretty good yesterday. He always is going to show a little flashiness, yeah. but not, not, no breakout plays by any means um but i figured they'd probably key on to him yeah absolutely. with no other receiver really um you know we make Cade warner a, a captain and he had zero catches yeah including a wide open in the end zone through his hands bullet through his hands but yeah i mean it was open. a bullet it was a bullet but um and we'll talk about him, him here in a second but in general our, our highly our wide receiver room was very um very much talked about in the offseason and coming into this year because of Omar because Manning, of Omar Manning. because of Alante Brown, because of Jamie Nance, Chris Hickman, Xavier Betts. We have guys that are talented at the wide receiver position, and Cade Warner, that we didn't see at all yesterday. Alante Brown, we didn't see him until the very until the fourth quarter, right. and he caught like it's a 20-yard pass. But surprised about that. Um, Obviously, we pretty much knew Omar wasn't going to play. Yeah. Who knows when he will? It sounds like he's going to be ready next week. It sounds like he maybe had an injury. Um, hopefully, I mean, hopefully he's ready to go next week. He's a big guy that would be on the field. He would have been dinged up a little bit. He probably would have done more than most of the yeah. other guys did. But but either way, it, even if he's not ready to go, we have to find a way to get these other wide receivers involved. Yeah. We got our tight ends involved, which was great. Yeah. I still think we can do it more, unfortunately. Sucks that Stoll got hurt. Unfortunately, Stoll got hurt. That was they look, uh, pretty, they look pretty good right off the bat. I don't know. That, that's to me, it's kind of a BS hit. Um, I, I'm not a fan of when guys dive at the knee like that. Yeah. Um, again, it happens all the time. The chance of and he's a big, tall dude. You don't see a lot of injuries that way either. So it, it just sucks the way it happens uh, or way that happened. But Stoll's hurt. We'll, we'll have see to find out injury how long report. He's going to be out. So. But if, if it's as bad as it looked, it's probably going to be a while. Um, but really, I mean, we didn't get to see our, our wide receiver core, and I'm, I'm really hoping that we get to see more of them next week. Yeah, it's kind of disappointing. The downfield threat, like everyone talks about the downfield threat. Yes, you need that. But even if the guy's not a threat, you got to get someone downfield so you can throw those five, six, seven-yard yeah, passes. And we, exactly. didn't do, we didn't do any of that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, – I think we really only threw like one deep ball, and it almost got intercepted. It almost got caught, but it also almost – Almost got intercepted. Yeah. Okay, so they're saying we need to move the mic closer to us. Hold on. Let's see if we can fix this here, guys. <clears throat> yeah, move it closer to me. See if that works. Well, is it the phone? Uh, yeah, it might be the phone. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Um, here, we'll move it a little closer. Hold on. Let me see if the volume's down or something. 
No. Yeah, we can maybe just move it closer too. Sorry, guys. Sorry, we'll get this fixed. We're still warming up just like the Huskers are. <laughs> well, we never really had any issues in the past. All right. Let's get this straightened out here. <clears throat> we can talk a little bit louder if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> we, know, we always do that too. <clears throat> Was there multiple people saying that? Yep. Oh, really? Appreciate you letting us know. That has not happened in however many years we've done on this same thing. All right, let us know if you can hear us a little better now. Um, I can try to talk a little louder, I guess. <clears throat> so, um, again, the other note that was ugly was our quarterbacks fumbling the ball. Yeah, I mean, both a, of them fumble. A fumble six by your starting quarterbacks, never great. Yeah, that's never going to help us, and that's unfortunate. He he tried he tried to do more than he needed to do, and that's Martinez had had the run up the middle, and right. then he saw he had room on the outside to go, and so he started to go to the outside. He he just lost the ball. They didn't well, knock it away from him, and, and he lost. That it. was kind of the turning point in the game because at that time we were still you know, we were down, but we were still in the game, and yeah, you know that was kind of where it started getting away from us. So yeah, and that, that so that that really sucked, but. Um, Again, our quarterback play wasn't great, they, but mean, it wasn't bad. Those, no, fumbles, those fumbles hurt us. Fumbles were the worst part, but they both ran the ball pretty well. Um, and like you said, they're, they're they both, just didn't throw the ball that yeah, much. They're, they're both a threat on the field still. Um, and as you can see, we pretty much have to have them both on the field at the same time if we don't have as many wide receivers or whatever's exactly. lacking there exactly because luke is a freak athlete so. he is um so those are kind of the ugly topics obviously like i mentioned the scores obviously we let the backup score on us uh, a lot of people were mad about that day said he was gonna contact he apologized he wanted to contact frost listen it, it's football the game it wasn't over you put your backups in you want them to perform too and right we, we didn't stop them they were running vanilla plays on I mean, us and we weren't able to do whatever. anything on it so it is what it is hey, and i know they he can say he wanted to apologize, whatever. But they, we talked about this. They're going to run up the score on everybody as much as they can, so they they play less games than some of these other conferences. Yep, they they so got to show that they're, they're going to do gonna it. Score as many points as they can. The bad things. <clears throat> um, we gave up 276 pass yards on 20 20 passes. Um, he was 20 of 20. 20 of 21. So to go along with that, for one, Justin Fields, he's good. We knew he was good last year. He's um, a Heisman finalist. Um, he can run the ball too. He he finds the open receivers and run, the running game is not his strong suit. We we flushed him out a few times and we just didn't have the speed to catch him. I don't think yeah. he's that fast. There was a time but, or two where we could have caught him in the backfield and he ended up getting five, it, 10, 15 yep. yards. Um, but overall, we were able to get a lot of pre- we were able to hit him a lot. Uh, we had four sacks. Um, those are some of the things that Ohio State's going to be talking about that they want to clean up is yep. their offensive line play because I think our defensive line played fantastic, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but Pasty, again, we were Pasty always terrible. We were always a few steps behind. Yeah, uh, we and that's, never, that was supposed to be like the biggest, one of the biggest strengths of the team. It, we, we talked about it last week. Our defensive I mean, backs are should have been a, huge. Cam Taylor Britt, Deontay Williams. Um, Quentin Newsome. Dismuke and Boodle. I mean, Boodle, these, are, yeah. these are veteran guys that have been good. Yep. And they weren't. And they, they struggled. They Well, and, and on the flip side, you have Olave well, yeah, and, and Wilson. I mean, those those guys are – they, I mean, and then they have two young freshmen that are actually really good too. So their four wide receiver core is – they're a threat. And they're going to be a threat all year. Well, and what I found interesting was all week last week on the radio or on the, listening to things – all they talked about was how great Ohio State was, how they were good at every single position. They have five five-star offensive linemen, yep. which is like never happened. And <clears throat> our defensive line looked pretty good, and they it could did. really run the ball. It did. We, we, so, and Master Teague, I mean, he actually played pretty well last year. He um, killed us last year. He, he did. And we that's and we'll talk about it in a second here, too, on the good side. But, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll talk about our defensive line here in a second. Um, but poor pass coverage. Um, Omar Manning being out was obviously bad. I think he's going to be our deep threat, uh, and they're going to have to really hone in on him. They didn't have to really worry about our wide receivers yesterday. They had to worry about uh, Robinson. That was it. And then what are our quarterbacks going to do? That, that was their biggest worry as far as running the ball. Um, and then I think a, ba- a bad part of our game plan was bringing Luke McCaffrey in there 
only to run the ball. And, and when, I mean, we, threw, it, we threw to him once. But, but when he came in, he was the target, whether yeah. he was running or, whether running or throwing to him. And I think that's where we need to be more creative and use him more as a decoy. Or you do something something fancy like you have him on a swing, swinging around, then he throws a pass. Like, yeah, some creativity. I mean, with, there was no creativity. There was no second I mean, guessing what he's going to do with the ball. As far as Luke goes, yeah, you, you're probably right on that. But it was kind of weird. We were running some weird, weird plays. Mm-hmm. Adrian lead blocking for Luke. Like, just and, and maybe that was the game plan was to try to do something different. Yeah, but. When Diedrich Mills, you think that he's going to be fed the rock quite a bit. Yeah. They were talking right before the game that for Nebraska to win this game, Mills is going to have to have probably over 150 yards. Yeah. And he got the ball nine times. Mm-hmm. Probably 25 yards. Yeah. So that that was – I mean, he had a touchdown. Yeah. But – But like a three-yard touchdown. Yeah, a three-yard touchdown. <laughs> so, so I, I think, you know, if we're going to bring Luke in there and he's going to play often like he did yesterday – we got to change up how we use him because yesterday everyone knew Luke's in there, he's getting the ball, he's going to run. It was obvious. Every time he came in, I'm like, he's going to run the ball. Well, after that 47-yard run to start the game, yeah. I mean, then they could kind of keen, you know, on him knowing that he's going to run the ball. Which was a great run. It was a great um, run. It was a great it, first it, drive. And honestly, both their quarterbacks, had, they ran the ball really well. There were um, two leading rushers. <laughs> yeah, and so they ran the ball really well. Um We'll talk about a couple more things here in a second. Let's talk about the good, though. Our rush defense, we gave up 222 yards rushing, which some people be like, that's not that good, but that's the best we've ever done against Ohio State. Well, we we held to, um, Justin Fields to be their highest rusher. Normally, mm-hmm. their running backs just gash us Yeah, for the last however many years because we play Ohio State for 25 years in a row now. Yeah, and I, I think they, they do have Master Teague, and then uh, I can't remember if the guy was a freshman. Um, I think one of their guys may have been out, but – but either way, I think you know that's that was maybe going to be a strong point of their offense. But again, our defensive line, our rush D played really well. Um, our linebackers played really well. Um, I think so. Casey Rogers, uh, Ty Robinson, JoJo Doman, um, Will Honus, Fladarius Payne. Um, we talked last week. We thought our defensive line was going to be a weak point and the weakest point on our team. Uh, but what I saw was not that. I no, saw our defensive they, backs we, were we our weakest even, point. I don't even think we gave up, like, a long run. No, I they, mean, the only thing would have been Justin Fields scrambling out and yeah. running. But well, that's that, that 222 yards was a lot of rush attempts. Oh, uh, yeah. It's not like they, their, they their had, average was, like, four yards. They had, like, 20 more plays than we did. Yeah. So if they're averaging four yards a carry, four they, yards, 222 they, divided by four, had, quick math. They had, like, 50 rushing attempts. Yeah. Because, so, yeah, they had, like, four. Like it's, four, like, four and a half yards, four carry, yards or something. a carry, which – I think last year they got seven plus. Yeah, so I mean that's that's an improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we thought our defensive line was going to be a weak point, and it really wasn't. Um, it was a strong point. We got to see some guys in there that maybe we maybe we didn't think that were going to be in there. Um, but again, I was impressed. Uh, I was impressed from the get go with our defense um, and how they played on the line and our and our linebackers, of course. Um, <clears throat> One thing that we didn't talk. One thing we'll talk about here too that the good is we scored on our opening drive, our opening right, possession. Good. We that's the second time in Big Ten play that we've ever done that in Big Ten. So we did it once last year and we did it yesterday. That's the second time in however many years we've been in the Big Ten that we scored on our opening drive of the game, a touchdown. So and we looked good. We did it we in like, good. What, and like I mean, sixty seconds. What, it was like a minute fifty one, and then they had a scoring drive that was like four or five minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh. It took a very long time for them to score because our defense was I playing mean, pretty well. We uh, we were hanging there for a while. I mean, I texted you that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I think we can hang. And then, obviously, <laughs> a couple couple of turning points. But yep. um, no, we shot out the gate, and I was I was pretty pleased with yeah. the start. Our special teams was better. We yeah, kicked, we, we kicked a field goal. We can actually um, kick, and we covered well. We had a f- almost forty five yard average. I didn't talk about this. My favorite thing is when they kick the ball off to us to just take it at the 25 every time. Yeah. And last year, we we tried to do it. It's and get true. To like the 12-yard line every time. We did time. a fair catch. And we did a fair <laughs> catch like every single time except maybe when – I think Ramir Johnson had a couple I, I, I of returns. Think, I think he had a couple of returns when we were trying to get something going. Yeah. You know? But but it didn't hurt us. 
No. Those returns didn't hurt us, and last year, last year they hurt we, us every time. We were starting at the 10 to 15-yard line instead every of just time. taking it at the 25. You yeah. get the ball at the 25. Yeah, <laughs> just take your take your yards. We didn't. Do, so, you're right. I didn't even think about that. We did and not they, do and that last some year. Some of them, they were really fair catching them at the five-yard line, yeah. which is still, that's fine. Again, it's the rule. Like, why don't you do it? Every mm-hmm. team, every team should, you're stupid if you return the ball if you catch it outside the end zone or in the end zone. Just don't do it. Don't return yeah. it. If you're already at, like, the 15, 20, sure. I know last year, Wandale was just so flashy. I think they were letting him kind of test the waters there, but it it didn't work. No, it didn't. So I'm glad we did that. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Um, So special teams was good. Again, I mentioned JoJo Doman and Will Holmes. I think those guys, again, ball hawks, they are guys that are going to go to the ball. They're going to – I think I texted you once, too, that Honus, he made this play and just was really quick to jump to the ball and jump to the runner. And he was really not in line to make the tackle, but he was really he quick on He had two sacks speed. as well. He led the mm-hmm. team in tackles. Yep. Joe, Joe, and JoJo's just – he's a fantastic linebacker. I think he's a guy he's that really – A guy that's going to improve throughout the year again like he did last year and really well, show. And, then, again, it sucks. We talked about this last week, but having to play Ohio State out the gate, I mean, normally some of these mistakes – that you see these guys make in a in a game like yep. I mean, we didn't play that great against South Alabama in the first game last year, but some of those mistakes aren't going the other way for a touchdown. Yeah, you know, and when you play a team like Ohio State, there things like that can very easily happen. And yeah, so, so yeah, and I think I think too um, for one Martinez, I thought he was running the ball like he did in 2018. 100. percent Last year when he ran the ball, he took off. He was very hesitant. He, was he looked like he was scared. He looked slow. Didn't know what to do. He looked a lot faster. And they said this is probably the healthiest he's been since, since he came to Nebraska. Yeah. So I think he looked since better running like the ball. Junior year of high school. And you can tell when he ran the ball. I mean, you could tell when he took off uh, the he first couple of times. I'm like, oh my God, like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. He was so, very, like you said, hesitant and kind of sluggish yeah. around the ball. So I, and that may have done, may have well, had to do think, with the weight. I think he lost some weight for sure. He looks much better. So I was happy to see that. Um, Again, he's a leader. He, he's on the team for a reason. He's a captain for the reason. He's our quarterback for the reason. He's yeah. going to stay our quarterback. I think so. And, you know, if three weeks from now he starts struggling, I mean, I don't know how long that leash will be, but Luke may get a chance. But he's going to, as you saw yesterday, I mean, they're both going to play. Yeah, and that's great. I mean, I think they both can be used in the offense in multiple ways. Um, and, again, a lot of times when you put a quarterback out as a wide receiver, they think that that quarterback – is going to be used somehow. So that's that's a decoy. I mean, that is somebody that you don't know what they're going to do. And so it's hard to cover that play because you, you have no idea how they're going to use them. So um, we got to use those decoys as a, as a positive and use both quarterbacks the way we know we can. Um, but it may not always be that way this season, too. It may be something where Luke plays very minimal time well, and Adrian just takes depends. the leash. You, know, so. you get Omar in here and, you know. Maybe yep. you don't need to have them both on the field at the same time. Yep. Or maybe so. you bring them in for special packages and stuff like that. But um, they were both on the field a lot yesterday. Yep. You know, Ross says here, you know, no doubt we'll score points. Our DBs have some work to do. We will score points. And, look, we, we shot ourselves in the foot. Again, self-inflicted wounds are never going to help you win a football game, especially against one of the top teams in the country. And that's where you mentioned, you know, playing Ohio State, yeah, it sucks to play them first game of the year. But – you're also testing your will, testing your fight, testing yeah. we're not going to give up. And just and we didn't. We, I don't think there was any point in that game where I said, wow, we're just giving up. We're, no. just, we're letting them win the game. And again, Even though the, the score, was, we didn't score a lot of points, but I don't think we gave, We didn't give up. Well, and it doesn't help either when the game's 17 to 14, you know, they, toward the end of the first half, they kicked that field goal with, what, three minutes left or whatever. I mean, we, we, were, yeah. we were with them most of the first half. Yep. And then, like you had said, we had a, a bad three-play drive well, yeah. on offense. Luke comes in, he runs the ball zero yards. Um, I think the next pass might have been a Wandale pass, but we didn't get anything on it. Um, and then Adrian Martinez has to scramble because they got through our line and, and we lose four yards. Then we got to punt it away. And then a bad call on the punt. A horrible call. Well, it, well they co- not horrible call. Right call. Right call, but they missed one. <laughs> they, they they got the face mask, but they didn't get the holding. Uh, so the whole, I mean, and the whole the thing that bugs me that about that call is yes, he has face mask. He he originally was being held before the face mask happened. He's being held. He goes to swim around the guy holding him, and at that point is when he grabs his face mask right. to push him away, and the guy's still holding his pads and right. his jersey. Like it was so obvious. 
that that was a hold, and the ref that threw it was behind the play and saw everything happening. Right. It's like, how do you not call that holding on the guy and just call it on Dismuke there? And that was unfortunate. Well, and then, so then they start on our side of the field. Yeah, 15 yards. You, you, yep. you could just sense what was going to happen. I mean, you could almost tell they were going to score. And then, you know, then you go down by 10 and a half. Well, which, no, whoa, whoa, you're missing the pass interference call. That was well, bullshit. Okay, yeah. Because that was bullshit. That, yeah. that pass interference call was not pass interference. The ball was not catchable. The guy was stumbling before right. he was hit, and he was barely bumped. Our guy has hands up; he right. has, their hips bumped. That one—I'm sorry—that was not pass interference. Joel Klatt and Gus Johnson both thought that was a pretty terrible call. It was a terrible rules call. analyst Mike Pereira also thought terrible call. I mean, when your rules analyst is saying these are bad calls, you're probably—they're not right all the time, or they—they they have their opinions, but they're going by the rule book, and by the rule book, they're like that's not pass interference. And so though that put another it, seven it points did. on the board. It did. And now we're down. I'm not by saying that the fix was in, but the Big Ten commissioner told these. But <laughs> I told you that was a big f u to Nebraska. I mean, I think it probably was a little bit. Um, but then you go down by ten, and then you come out. They score right away. They score right away, and because obviously they got the ball right away. Yep. And then you got two of your starting DBs that, and we like we said. They didn't have their best games, but yep. I mean, shoot, the fix may have been in. No, but they called JoJo Doman for targeting. wasn't even close. Again, I don't. And on that one, I don't know who threw the flag. I didn't see which official did. If it was the mm-hmm. back official behind the D, I can see why he'd do it because because the way well, it came in. And that probably is the way that they're taught. Mm-hmm. Is call it and then you can review it. And if it wasn't, they're, then they they are always on the side of safety now more than anything else. Right. So they will throw that flag and they see it. JoJo's hit was textbook hit. He yeah, had a great it hit. Was. Um, Cam Taylor Britt. That was stupid. It was stupid. And guess what? He knew it right away. He hit him and immediately yeah. hands on the head. He's like, I knew I'm getting kicked out because it, the guy's going down. He led with his head. Head. head I mean, that was stupid. But I will say. Again, the rule needs to change to where you look at malicious intent to just a dumb play. Oh, that was not. It was kind of an accident. It was kind of an accident. He knew right away. Like, and you're kicking a kid out now. Guess what? He can't start the first quarter or the first, first half, half next week. So you are play pun- Wisconsin. You are punishing somebody for something they did that yes was stupid, but was not malicious. It wasn't intent to injure. Like they have to change something with the rule. And it's been talked about for years on how to change this rule, and they still cannot get it right. Cam Taylor Britt should not miss next week's game. Deontay Williams should not miss next no. week's first half. His hit on Olave was worse than his second hit in the game. But again, his second hit to me, I w- I don't think that's targeting. And even Joel Class, no. like, what is he supposed to do? Literally, what are you supposed? <laughs> he to called do? out America. He says America. What are you supposed to do there yeah, on the hit? Led with the shoulder, the shoulder, the shoulder hit under his chin. Again, it's uh, yeah, it. it probably it's hurt. Ohio State, and they got to protect him. <laughs> But yeah, and yeah, it probably hurt. But guess what? We're playing football, and right. football has always been a hard hitting. These guys sign up to play football. They know they're going to get hit hard. We're not. We're not grabbing waist here. We're not grabbing flags. We are hitting guys to the ground. And guess what? What did he do there? He dislodged the pass. Well, he exactly. did what? As a defender, that's your job. And he did his job. And then he gets thrown out of the game for it. And now we're down two defenders. Yeah, two DBs. And it's frustrating because. You, you see other games, there was the Alabama game, a Tennessee defender hit a guy head-to-head, no doubt about it, it was targeting, led with the head, hands weren't out, crown of the helmet, everything, textbook, what the rule says, they reviewed it, gets to stay in the game. <laughs> I mean, and I think I sent you that, did I, did I send it to yeah, you? Yeah, you did. So though, that's what's frustrating, is, it, <clears throat> is maybe not the fact that our guys get thrown out, two guys get thrown out, but the fact that it's so inconsistent across the league and then the rule in itself just sucks that they have to miss the first half of the next game. Yeah, that's what I that, hate. That, to me, is more frustrating. These kids are sh- playing for a shot at the NFL. They're playing the game they love. They're not trying to kill guys. They are trying to make a hit, make a play. Well, and what I hate— Guess what? He caused two fumbles, and he got kicked out for one of them. Well, and what I hate is you punish them for the next game for something that they did— in the previous game. And why? That, that doesn't make sense to yeah. me. Why? Because they have to give them a full <laughs> game, so they have to like, be out that half, and then the next, like, if you get it in the first half, then you're just out for that whole game. Yeah. Kick them out, kick, kick out the remainder of the game. You, like, you're going to tell fine. them that they can't play for half of the next game that has nothing to do with that yeah. game? It just... Well, I told you it's funny because... It, it, that can change a game. 
Yeah. And it very possibly could for next week. Jameis Winston caught for theft. He stole something. He stole crab legs, and he had to sit a quarter. He had to sit a quarter of football for and was that, stealing. And was that from his coach? That no. He had to sit a quarter? Yeah, it was his coach. I don't even think the NCAA punished him. So, again, you're. I hate to even call favoritism, but you know there is an NCAA football. You know that that happens. <sighs> And Stupid. when someone like that, someone can steal and get caught stealing, Baker Mayfield can get caught and run from the cops. Like, you have favoritism with players and schools, and, and that is frustrating. But, again, the, the rule needs to change. If you're, you're saying someone can go and steal crab legs, which are not cheap, they can steal some food and play off as a joke and only have a quarter to sit out, <laughs> I mean, this, that's idiotic. And then you have a guy who makes a football play, and you want to kick him out for the rest of the game and a half the next game. And it wasn't and, even the right call. And it doesn't. Williams. That doesn't make sense. And it that, was not even targeting. And that's frustrating. Oh, I, I go on. I go on. I'm I'm so mad about it. And I I, 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 I settled down. I went down with some bad rabbit holes on Twitter. Don't do it. Don't. I, 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 always, I always say I'm not going to do it, and then I do it. Yep. I settled down after yesterday, and now I'm I'm heated up again. But let's reel it back in. We know the rest made some bad calls. We know they also caught a called a hold on Farniak uh, that was actually just a pancake. It, it was, was. It was an offensive line block it, and a pancake, yep. and they called a hold. And that sucked, too, because that killed our drive. Yep. Um, we That's had, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you can – again, the reality is it was 35 points, but yep. that is not the case. And, and Ross just made a good point. On the Deontay Williams hit that they tossed him out. Yeah. How long did they look at that? Not very long. Five seconds. Yep. It, it was like it was under ten seconds. Yeah. They re, they put the headset on and they came back. They're like, he's gone. I'm like, dude, you looked at it like five seconds, and they're looking at a small little phone this big. Like, you're well, telling that, me you only took one look at it and said you're gone. And, and, no and way. That, that sucks too because he was out like the entire season last year. He's been waiting to play, and yep. then he's out for the rest of the game and out for the first half next yep. week. Yeah. So again, consistency. Give these damn refs something more than a cell phone to look at on yeah. replay. And instead of them making the call, do what the NFL does. Have somebody else in a room. You, you know NCAA makes billions of dollars. Have somebody hired, yeah. multiple people hired, to look at those plays I mean, and shoot, make the call. We, when we were watching that Packers game before we got on here, there was a hit that was worse than those hits. <laughs> yeah. And they threw a flag, but, I mean, they don't get in, they don't get punished. They no. might get fined or something, no. but... That's stupid. Yeah. And let's move on. Again, we know it was stupid, but it, it just sucks because those are those are drive killers. Those are momentum killers. And those really put your team down when you feel like you're fighting both the refs and Ohio State. Now, did it make us lose the game? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Ohio State's and, and the better I, team. I called my one of my buddies yesterday yeah. and talked to him about it. And no. I'm not saying we would have won the game. No. We lost by 35 points. But, but we could have lost by like 21 instead of 35. Well, and that's what Jay Foreman said this morning. He said that was more of like a 38-17 yeah. game. It, it's, a, it's a difference in the, the amount of points we lose by. And, again, you can talk about it over and over again. You have Jay Foreman. You have even Jay Moore and other Husker past players who are like – in. Uh, I saw – um, what's his name? Not Wistrom. Um, Peter? Jack. Uh, Jason Peter. He's on there like this – this team has improved, and if you can't see that, you're not watching the well, same game and I'm watching. I, I will definitely – I'm definitely excited to watch Carriker and see what he has to say. Oh, yeah. Because um, he's always really good. Check out Adam Carriker tonight. Yeah, he'll be on 7, seven or 8. 8, eight o'clock. Carriker Chronicles, 8 o'clock. Check, Check that out because he's always really, really good about breaking it down. But <clears throat> it, it was a lot closer of a game. Um, a lot closer than I – than I, I mean, I even expected, not score-wise. But like you said, we've definitely had some improvements. You take out the thirty yards that they were gifted at the end, very end of the first half. That's to we take we that touch on the yeah. We we go into halftime. It may be seventeen fourteen. It may be twenty to fourteen. But talk about a big difference of being down six and being down ten, and then going and then down seventeen the compared to thirteen. Like that's a big mentality shift yep. in how our team responds. But again, and then you have an unfortunately bad mistake of a fumble six, yep. and then it, it the game's away from you at that yeah. point. Self inflicted wounds, but again. We hung in the game. We didn't give up. We fought. We played hard. But I mean, last year's game was over halfway through the first quarter. It was thirty-eight to seven and a half, or something. I like don't that. even think we scored till the fourth quarter last year. Yeah, uh, it, it was bad. Either way, it was bad. Um, so you gotta take some good from the bad, good from the ugly as well. So it's funny. I guess we played better at, at Ohio State than we play 
at home against Ohio State. I think two years ago we lost by five. Two years ago when we, we were 0-5. should have beat them when we were 0-5. And yep. they probably overlooked us a little bit because we yep. were 0-5 at the time, but we played a lot better yep. the last couple times out there. But Absolutely. Well, and, and here's, here's and where we're playing I'm Ohio State again for like the next 25 <laughs> years. So. At least. Um, so here, here's what I see as, as more question marks. Uh, we talked about Cade Warner. Cade Warner is a walk-on. He gets a scholarship in the offseason this year, turns and captain. then he turns into a captain. But my question is, why? Um, yeah, no, not a good be- question. Not because the kid, the, and we talked about him last week, he can block, he's got good hands. But we and didn't he, he see was him. really good two years ago. Last year, obviously, he, he had a lot started, of injuries last year. He had a lot year. of injuries, but um, and I was really expecting him to step up a lot more than he did this week. <laughs> And so there, I was, there's questions there as to why, again, and I asked this before, and you're like, no, it can't possibly be it. But did we did we intentionally hide our running backs and hide our wide receivers to thinking that, you know what, this game, we, we're not going to win this game, but let's do what we can to stay in it? I hate thinking that way. I really hate thinking that way. I don't think way. Frost would ever do that. Jeremiah Searles actually said the same thing. He goes, I don't think it was that. He thinks it's more of the the weapons that we – had available Omar Manning not being there was not helpful. But well, and some of those young guys, maybe they're not quite up to speed yet. Youth as well, or caught on, whatever you want to say. But I, we would never intentionally hold back. No, and that's why I hate even saying it because again, our big our, noon kickoff game, week one of the year against Ohio State. There's no way we're no, and we got we got wide receivers that are very capable, and that we see is very capable. We have running backs. We talked about last week running backs. Guess what? Ronald Tompkins. He came he in the game. Good. He looked good. He was not running against second team at that point. I don't think when he first started, but he looked good when he got the ball. Shifty. He took some big hits. He got back up. He got off some big hits as well. Um, I think Tompkins is again. He's number two for a reason. Well, I saw that. If he doesn't get injured the way he did when he was in high school, he would not be at Nebraska. He would no. probably be in the SEC. Well, he even said he had other guys gunning for him, other teams. But once he got injured, they stepped off, and Frost and his team, his coaching right. staff was like, "We want you." Right. Um, so again, I think our wide receiver room and our running back room is still a big question because we didn't get to see him this week. Well. Yeah, I guess that's true. I and, mean, they're saying that the running back room is supposed to be something special, and well, and we know it. I mean, we know what Mills can do. We saw a glimpse of Ramirez Johnson. We saw yesterday? a glimpse of Ramirez Johnson last year, and we know what he can do. We know his speed, and we saw it yesterday on the kickoff return. So we saw what he can do as far as speed. He's not the biggest guy, but he's a guy that has speed. And I think with enough speed, he can run over guys. Tompkins ran over a couple guys. I think we have. We have the talent at the running back room, and I think the talent at the at the wide receivers there, it's just not developed talent. Right, and it's that's why of, I think we are down. Yep. a lot of red shirt freshmen. Um, um, yeah, and so uh, Ross says, you know, wrong kind of game to take deep chances with unproven receivers. Again, I, I, I un- agree with that. Unproven, and again, we just mentioned it, the development of those receivers. That's, we don't know what they can well, do but yet. I would say I would agree with Ross on that. But the talent's there. And I told I told my brothers we were texting back and forth. I said, you know, I get that we don't have the deep threat, but where's the five, six, seven yard passes, the short passes, the short slants, nah. the quick outs? Like we weren't doing anything to challenge their defenders. Which again, their cornerbacks, their D back room was actually pretty good. Uh, again, they have a good they have a good system at their Ohio State. But their weak their four and five star guys. Their I mean. weakest link was their defensive line, and that's where they thought they would struggle. But we didn't really challenge their defensive line as often. Yeah, it was kind of, it was their kind of defensive spread. line did come through in the second half a little bit more than the first half. Um, but I think that was just them burying their nose in the dirt and getting it done, and our offensive line doing everything they could. And I think that that was a much better second half by their defensive line um, challenging our offensive line. But we yeah. didn't do anything to challenge their corners. And they even mentioned after the game, uh, Liner and, and Bush and Quinn, they're like, they were sometimes only five, six, seven yards off the ball. Their safeties. Yeah. So when you look at that, like, that is – that says a lot about our challenging to them, saying, hey, we're going to beat you. We didn't even try to beat them. And that's the one time we threw deep, uh, it was a poor choice. Uh, Martinez had the entire right side of the yep. field to run. He ma- decided to make a pass, yep. almost got intercepted, but almost also got caught uh, by our guy. But it was just it was a poor choice. Well, and our DBs were 10 yards off the ball or more. And still getting and beat we by just, two or three steps. We, and we were, just, we, were just let, we were just giving them yeah. free reign to – 
to do some comeback. It was easy. That's why we gave him a lot of cushion. That's why Fields was twenty and twenty one. Now Quint, Quentin Newsom came in, um, and Quentin Newsom actually took so, took over for cornerback and Buddha moved to safety. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, but, I did. So know Newsom that. comes in. Uh, I think Newsom's another guy to watch out for. I think he's very talented. I'm excited to see what he can do for us. I hope he gets more playing time moving forward. Um, but, again, you, you, those are the kind of in-game switches you want to see when something's not working. I think we may have done it too late. Uh, I think we could have done it earlier in the game because Boodle was getting beat deep. Um, but, again, you have Olave and Wilson who are just – they're studs. They are – And they are. They are they are pro pro receivers, and they're going to be at the next level after this year. There's there's no doubt in my mind. Um, but, again, you, you have to make those adjustments in-game. And, and we did just, I think, a little bit late. I did – gosh, again, we, we, we talked about this before we came on. It it was like we actually played pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously a little messy, but we played pretty good and still gave up 52 points. That just shows, you know, what's a hip team that Ohio that, State is. Ohio exactly. State is head and shoulders, in my opinion, better than probably just about every team in the big time. Yeah. Well, and, and they talked about it, that this is probably the best Ohio State team. They said team. that this could be the best Ohio State team they've ever had. Now, I will say, I kind of disagree with that um, on two different fronts. I got two questions more than anything else. Either we just played that much better because I mean, we've given up 60, 70 points to Ohio State over the years. Obviously not two years ago, but um, I still think their biggest question is their defensive line and even their offensive line. Um, but again, is have... that a testament to our defensive and offensive line, or is that is right. that show who they are? But um, I saw some Ohio State fans yesterday saying they they were a little worried about the run game. But again, was that more a testament to our defensive line and how yeah. how well they played, and our running backs well, getting to the next level? And like you said, there's Ohio State fans that were out there yesterday that were saying that they thought we were much improved. Yeah. Especially from our game from against them from last year, because that was that was just terrible. But um, no, I think we have, and I mean we're gonna see real quick here. Turn around and play Wisconsin. Um, yeah, which we can talk about their game if you want a little yep. bit. Yeah, yeah. Right, real real quick points. before we talk about that. Okay. Want everyone and everyone every Husker fan that's gonna see this and hear this. Adrian Martinez is our quarterback. Yep. He's going to stay our quarterback until there's a reason to pull him. He looked like the freshman quarterback when it comes to the run game. Um, I think so, too. Every quarterback's still going to make mistakes. The fumble was a, was a mistake because he didn't take the, the run up the middle and get the yards. He tried to go outside and do more than he needed to do, and that, sure. that was a mistake. But, again, I don't think Luke is at that level, especially against coming in at Ohio State and starting that game or playing that game on a full-time basis – He's not ready for that. He's flashy. He's quick. His legs are just as strong He's as his brothers, really, by the really, way. Really, really good runner. He just and he's four or five passing whatever. And he came in last year yeah. against Northwestern and won fine. us the game. Threw the ball just fine. Had a deep ball that ended up pretty much winning us the game. Yeah. Um. He's just not doesn't have as much experience, and that's why Frost. Picked him. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. It was almost like Luke won the job, but Martinez has more experience. In a game like that against Ohio State, you had to play him. Yeah, later. and they, again, yeah. they both played a lot. But Martinez is a starter, and he will be. Luke's going to see the field. Yep. So, but overall, way, I think we're all right. Overall, Husker fans, I think. Overall, I saw a lot of positivity from Husker fans yesterday mm-hmm. on social media platforms. Um, there were some people I saw that, some that wasn't, but more, more during the game than after the game. Yeah, some people I just went down one back. bad rabbit hole, so <laughs> that was it. Yeah, it's dangerous. Some people scale back a little bit. They're like, you know, I listen. Here's what I said, but here's what I really think. And you know, you're in the heat of the moment. I was going nuts on Twitter, and I scaled back. I said, listen, I said some some things that I shouldn't have said, and listen, here's what's going on with Husker football. And I think. I think a lot of Husker fans should be excited for the rest of the season because we played Ohio State the very first game of the year. Yep. We showed so much improvement. And if you watched any other Big Ten game yesterday or the Wisconsin game, which we're going to talk about here in a second, you have to feel good that we are going to win games. We are not going to – we could be 6-2. and two. We very well could be 6-2. and two. So, let, Especially let's, see Penn State struggle. Um, Iowa struggle, Minnesota struggle. Purdue didn't look great. I mean, and that's why I think 
people have to see the upside. Is yes, we didn't look great, didn't but we looked look better. Illinois looked terrible. So let's talk about Wisconsin. Wisconsin Friday night game. Think about Friday night against Illinois. The freshman quarterback wins the job over a, I think a redshirt junior. Uh, well, Bandon Boom. Yeah, because and then Cone got or Cone whatever Cone, his name is he got hurt. Cone is hurt now. But Coleman's not great either. He, he's not. Um, and Wisconsin's never known for their quarterbacks. They really aren't. No, they don't need them. And that's usually why they're generally pretty freaking good because mm-hmm. they have such a good run game that they don't need a quarterback. And when they do need a quarterback, they've been running it down your throat, so it's a lot easier yeah. to make the play, the easy plays. So here's what I saw against Illinois. I watched a lot of that game, almost the entire game. Same. They have two guys – Actually, one guy that I believe is extremely dangerous, the other one who I don't know about yet. Number one is their tight end, Ferguson. Yeah, he's a big guy. Dude is a beast. Even when he was not involved in the play, he was destroying dudes on the other side of the line. He was knocking them down. He doesn't finish till the whistle is blown. There's a couple times he was blowing guys up, and I'm like, God damn, dude, like, just stop. Like, you're hurting him. But he's he's big. He's got great hands. He's got yep. good speed. He's a tight end we're going to have to worry about when it comes to Wisconsin. And do you know what year he is? I don't. I haven't we'll seen. I do a little bit of research on that. I, I don't know what he. Up. I don't. I haven't seen him on Wisconsin before. So that, he might be a freshman or a redshirt sophomore. He might be a redshirt freshman. I'm hoping that that's how Fedoni is. Yeah, but he's he's scary. Now Mertz. Mertz is from Old Overland Park, Kansas. He's Overland Park, Kansas. Blue Valley uh, North. Blue North. I went to the uh, Northwest, but um, I believe he was on that uh, Elite Eleven um, yeah, show so. too. Yeah. Now here's with Mertz. I. I have no doubt in his ability and his skill, but here's what I saw in that game is there was no challenge. He wasn't getting pressured. The defenders were way off the off the uh, wide receivers. He was hitting wide-open receivers. Yep. But on the flip side, he's hitting wide-open receivers. He's hitting them in stride. He's hitting them in the chest. He's not throwing bad passes. So even though he didn't have a lot of pressure, he didn't have a lot of challenging passes, he made the passes that he made on a dime. And that's where well, I don't know about him because if he gets right. challenged, he gets pressured, and, and what's he going to do? They were talking about that on the radio he's a freshman. this morning too. But the only, you know, and like you said, he's a freshman. But the only thing was, you know, with the, the ease that Fields had to, mm-hmm. you know, 20 or 21, that scares me a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think I would hope and think that we're better than Illinois – Defensively, we can get some more pressure. Than Defensive they line and linebackers, um, absolutely. Our linebackers are probably a little faster, but you know our DBs struggled. So mm-hmm. and two of them are out for the first half. Yeah. So hopefully, you know they were talking about this morning. If you get your opportunity to go in there and play DB with these guys out in the first half, I mean you got to make the best of it, and then you could score yourself some playing time for sure. Mm-hmm. So, one th- one thing I saw from Foreman, it was Jay Foreman, um, is we have to figure out a way to. Get pressure on the quarterback without doing a blitz. Yeah. Again, our defensive line played really well, um, but they, we got to get that next level to where we are getting through the line, the, which is going to be hard against you're Wisconsin. Right, you're right. Um, thing is, with a, playing a three-four, I mean, you almost have to blitz. Yeah. With the outside linebackers, um, I mean, I'm, I'm with you, but it's five on three. That's where it's tough. But. Um, but again, their their run game, Wisconsin run game. To me, is not a threat this year. Yeah. And yeah. against Illinois, they should have been able to run the ball against Illinois, but they didn't do it. And when they did it, they didn't get far. Hmm. Um, and so that yeah, was what was really interesting to me. Is I'm like, who's the running back this year? Well, it, whoever what it is, is he nice. didn't do much. You know, we didn't have to deal with J.K. Dobbins um, for Ohio State. And Master T didn't have a fantastic no. game. Um, and that's why I do think we have improved because I think he torched us last year. Um, we got torched by. Every running back they put in the game. Yeah, but um, no, not having Jonathan Taylor for Wisconsin, you know, it could be a game changer. It really so, could. And maybe their quarterback's a little bit better than their quarterback play has been, but yeah. it's hard to tell after it, one game. It, it really is. It's an Illinois team. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing, too. Like, I, I was looking forward to watching Illinois on more on the offensive side of the ball because I, belie- I believe that, I was thinking I that thought they they'd lost, improve. I, I thought that they had lost Peters, but they still have Peters. He was terrible. He was terrible. He was awful. I mean, he couldn't hit a he, he couldn't hit a wide open receiver or a covered receiver. Last year we struggled with Illinois. We had to come we back did. and beat them. And Peters was 
decent, I thought. And and I do think the the Wisconsin defensive line, uh, they they're good. I mean, they are they put pressure on him, and he doesn't he didn't do good under pressure. Um, so I, I feel like it's it, it's twofold again. Like you can look at multiple angles of the game, but um, again, Wisconsin did what they had to do to win, and and they they did just fine against Illinois. But I do think Wisconsin is not the team that they have been over the past years because their run game's not there. Yeah, they have to rely on a passing game. Their number one target is going to be Ferguson, who's their number two, number three, number four. And that's what we have to focus on going into that game is how do we prepare for Ferguson and how do we cover the wide receivers? Because if we do what we did on the defensive line, our linebackers covering the run game, I think we're going to be fine against Wisconsin. Yeah. But we have to do more on the offensive side of the ball. We have to score more points. 17 points isn't going to do it. No, that's for sure. Especially when they just scored 45. So, um they're probably thinking, oh, Nebraska beat by 35, so they're, they're, they're nothing. But um, again, I think we challenged it, Wisconsin a lot better last year than we have. Yeah. And so I'm I think hoping they, we take that next step and 100%. finally get over the hump against them. 100%. Um, I think right now they look like the team that's probably the best in the West. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. And I think anybody, anybody that watched the Husker game, anybody that's going to be in that film room watching the film, they're not going to say Nebraska is an awful team and they haven't improved. And if they do, then they they are they don't know football and they didn't really watch the game. Um, again, that that first half it very well could have been a seventeen fourteen game at halftime. Yeah. Um, and if you're watching the game, you know what happened at the end. You know it wasn't a, it wasn't good. Uh, it was very piss poor calling. Um, but. I did actually see somebody like, hey, thanks for taking this ref away because he was in the Big 12. <laughs> and oh. Uh, the, oh, the, really? the head ref, yeah. So they, oh, they're wow. like, oh, thanks for taking him away from you the know, Big 12. You know, I, didn't, I didn't recognize – well, I mean, I maybe recognize him yeah. from watching other games, but – And can, um. we, can we never have Gus Johnson call another Husker game in general? Like, for one, he could not get over Ohio State, Justin Fields. He called he, – I think on one of Justin Fields' run where, guess what, his knee was down on the ground and he ended up getting a first down. Remember that play in the yeah. first half? yeah. Knee was down. They it didn't. Was. They didn't review it. And I'm watching that. I'm like, are we gonna review? Like, no. Okay. Like, and he put him in again, range to score. Um, they they may have scored otherwise, anyways. But his knee was down. They didn't review it. And Gus Johnson called it a uh, I think uh, plant. How was that? Plant based power run because now he's on this vegan diet. So he's talking about his. Di- I'm like, dude, like stop obsessing over. Like I get it. He's good. Everybody knows he's good. Right. But now you're bringing his diet into it. Like get that, out of here. They they were talking <laughs> about that this this past week that he went vegan. Yeah. Like congratulations. That's great. And you can tell I mean, he lost some weight. That's like, great. Does that I make mean, him a better quarterback? I don't think so. He's prepping for the NFL. I get it. He's gonna probably be a top five draft pick. Whatever. And listen, he's good. Ohio State's a good team. And I have, I have no doubt that they are going to be in the top four playing for a playoff. And they already jumped. They They're already number three. They're already number three. So I didn't think they would, to be honest with you. I yeah. mean, the score probably helped them, the final score. Mm-hmm. But personally, I didn't think that they should jump them. But it, it is what it is. Notre Dame, you know, they, they, they bounced back after a tough week last week. They played Pitt. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently Pitt has the best well, Pitt rush was, defense Pitt, in the Pitt ACC. It was ranked like two weeks ago, so... <laughs> Um, anyways, I I think we have a lot to look forward to this season. I think I definitely think we can go six and two. If we don't go six and two, I definitely think we go five and three. Um, That's been a lot of talk this week. It, it really has. Um, people are saying four and four, maybe four and five with that championship game. Is that before or after yesterday? That was before yesterday. Okay. Now people might be changing their tune. I think people will probably wait a little bit to see what happens with the game against Wisconsin. But then, I mean, it's all downhill after Ohio State for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the games should all be easier than Ohio State. But they should be. Should I, be think, as hard. I think that's why it's great playing them out the back. And, and I think it would be really, really, really cool if we could win the West and see how we do against Ohio State more than likely. There was some. For a championship game but there was some late night fox sports dude on twitter last night he's a verified twitter person so but apparently works for fox sports comes out with a comment basically hey frost you wanted this you got it make sure if you ask for it you can cash your check basically was his tone and a lot of people were like who are you? Like nobody knew who this guy was. And These like, are the rabbit holes. Who, that who go the down. f are you? And so These every are the like, holes that not go only down. Husker fans, but Ohio State fans and other fans are like, "What are you like? 
They wanted to play. Yeah, I think they, they, want, I, they, did, I heard, they didn't say we're going to play, we're going to win. They said we want to play. I heard Desmond may have said something. I don't think he's any good at his job. I'd so kick Desmond I, in the nuts if I saw him. I don't even care to even look it up because I don't even want his. He, 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 he giggles more than he does actually talk football. But so he's absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, again, I, I think <laughs> they talked about him. How he was a mediocre at that's what Verzal said. He's he's pretty low and analytic guy. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he, he doesn't look at analytics. He giggles and he makes predictions. Yeah. That's about it. Um, make fun of Nebraska. We gotta get Verzal on here, man. We gotta. That'd get, be sweet. I know. I know. We know where he works. <laughs> he's got good pizza. He does. Um. Anyways, that's all I got today, Jim. You got anything else for us? Mm-hmm. All right. So. We're gonna we're gonna end it here, guys. We hope you enjoyed the show. Um, hope you Sorry enjoyed. Sorry about the technical difficulties. I don't know. My phone volume may have been down or something, but yeah. Ho- hopefully it's it's all right on your end. You can always listen to the podcast. The podcast is gonna be more clear. Uh, Grant, Grant, you pod- missed us. <laughs> listening to the podcast is better anyway because then you don't just need to stare at us. Although you can look at our cool helmet. You can. We got our cool helmet back that we didn't have last week. Grant, check out the podcast. We'll have a post here different uh, in a, in just a few minutes. Uh, Lang said that Indiana definitely improved. I, again, I if you watch the game, their quarterback I, was not that great. Yeah, well, but if they, they beat Penn State. I mean, I thought that we should have beat Indiana last year. Yeah. I didn't think we should have lost that game, but no. I, I improved definitely, but I don't yeah. think. I don't think they're going to be a threat like maybe people think because they beat Penn State. Just yeah. a thought. All so, right. Um, all right. Well, I'm Matt. I'm Jerry. We're two average guys. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of your day, fellas, on a Sunday. If you're in Nebraska, you're getting snow, which really sucks. You're probably getting about five inches, but we'll see. We'll see. All, all right. right. We'll see you next week. We're down at six. Armstrong for West Virginia. Going to throw and to take off the Look at him, it's up Dan and Dan, ready to go, so he'll get the hand on.